All right, if you've got your Bibles, and I hope you do, we're going to be a little bit off script tonight. What book have we been in? First Corinthians, written by who? Paul. Very good. We, we are going to be um, in a different book just for tonight, uh, just with our see what the poll um, push. There was just something I really wanted to hit on as I thought about what see what the poll meant in, in prayer. Um, and we're going to be in the book of John. So you can turn to Matthew, Mark, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the fourth book of the New Testament and in the Gospels. And we'll be in John 10. So that's going to be our main text for tonight if you want to get there. <clears throat> if you don't, we, we'll have we'll made our main text on the screen as well. Uh, so um, when I'm, I'm running, I run a couple of days a week trying to, you know, because you're like, how does Pastor Ian stay so fit and amazing, you know? <laughs> And um, so I, I, I run, and a lot of times when I run, that's the best time when I, I think of, like, stories or things that I can use in the, in the edge. And so I've got one that I need you to hang with me on it. Can you do that? Uh, it made great sense to me, and you might be like, oh, Pastor Dan, you sound like Pastor Nick when we're eating lunch, and he's trying to tell me about his day. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had Nick sit, talk about, forget it. I love Pastor Nick. Um, uh, he's just a young guy. <clears throat> um, imagine, just with me, just all age groups, you find, you find the man or woman of your dreams. Okay, this is the person you're certain without a doubt you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. There's everything about them that you love. It's, it's you, you, you know. And some of you are in this room, you're like, oh, Pastor Dan, I've already found mine. And I'm like, you're so cute. Um, so, uh, and not to, to, to downplay it, but I'm just saying, I'm downplaying it. Um, uh, and not only do you, do you know that, but they are mad, mad, madly, loving, madly in love with you as well. Um, and this girl or, or guy can understand everything that you say when you talk to them, but they can't talk back to you. They can only talk to you through sign language. The problem is you, have, you don't know sign, sign language at all. So I think if you found the, 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 the man or the woman of your dreams who you know that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with and, and they love you, and, and I think there's one thing that you would do if, if they could not talk and the only thing that they could do is speak to you in sign language, what would you do? You would learn sign language, Right? Would you be like, oh, I'll try it a little bit? If it's the one of your dreams, if it's that one you're supposed to be with, that it's that important, you're going to study, fight, scrounge. Will you learn it in a day? But can you learn a word or two in a day? So you'll learn it and practice it and learn more and learn more and learn more to get to the point where you can communicate back and forth. Now that story, hold on to it because we'll come back to it. All right. There's um, we're gonna talk a little bit about prayer, prayer, prayer tonight, and this is a a, um, a survey from about a year ago. So these statistics could have changed within a year, but there's a question, and 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 I invite you don't speak up, but but you can just stay in your seat. We're not doing a game, but if you think it's uh, A, it's this is A, this is B, this is C, this is D. That's the way it's it's. it's it, there's no E. I know, I know, all the above, it's not there. So look, here, here's the first question. What percentage of American teenagers say they pray at least one time a week? 22%, 41%, 62%, or 81%? What do you, you think it is? They, they say they pray at least 
one time a week. Put your guess in, just so you're guessing. The answer is, well, no, go back to the last one. Oh, you're, you're, you're there. The answer is, it's, it's not on the screen, 62%. Okay, 62% say they pray. This is not church teenagers. This is American teen, teenagers as of 1999, uh, uh, 1999, 2019 or 2020. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> here's the next one. What percentage of Baptist teenagers say they pray at least one time a week? So this is church going, um, believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. How many, uh, what, what do you say? Is it, is it 41%, 62%, 81%, 92 percent what would you think if I said it was less than, it's not, it's 90%, 92%, okay? So that, that go to church, say they pray at least one time a week. Let's look at this th- third one. At p- public school, what percentage of evangelical teenagers, this is teenagers that believe in Jesus Christ, they're saved, uh, they, they put their faith in him and through him and through him alone, they're saved from their sins. Uh, what percentage of ev- evangelical teenagers pray you, Usually or always before lunch in public school, is it 12%, 21%, 31%, or 40%? The answer is 40%. Some of you are stunned right now. You're like, nah, it's not in my school, right? That's what you're thinking. That's not. Now, this was a survey. I don't know. It's, it, it, these could be wrong. They could be skewed. But let, let me say this. If I were to ask in this room how many, and don't raise your hands right now, but how many um, in this room pray at least one time a week, I think a, a lot of you would go, don't, don't raise your hand, Andre. Thank you. Uh, a lot of you would say, yeah, yeah, I pray one time a week, whether it's cor- corporately in church. We, we've prayed a few times even in here. You're like, Dad, gum, I tried not to pray this week. You made me pray because I was in the room with you. Um, uh, it's uh, around the dinner table, at the lunch table, riding in your car uh, right before a test. I know some of you um, praying really hard. Uh, and I can Im- imagine a lot of us think, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at prayer. You know, I like, can pray. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, it's one of the best spiritual di- di- disciplines that I do. And for a lot of us, that very well probably is the case. We, we probably pray more for some than we read the Word of God or we study the Word of God or memorize script, script, Scripture. Um, so we think we're pretty good at prayer. But th- this is the definition of prayer. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's sim- simply conversing with God. Okay, A simple definition of prayer would be simply conversing with God. But I want to bring light to something. It's not just talking to God. You want, we understand it's listening to God as well. I mean, we go, yeah, yeah, I pray all the time. I talk to God all the time. But how many times do we listen to God? How many times do we hear God's voice speak to us? Croft, Croft, quit sleeping in the edge. No, no, no. How many times, sorry, Croft, you were just right there in my vision. Um, um, how many times do we hear that, that, that voice? We, we don't really hear that voice, right? Some of us go, well, I hear the still small voice sometimes in my head going, don't do that. Don't do that. You need to get away from that. And a lot of times I, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's a thing called conviction that is working on you so that you can live a righteous life. But outside of that, we don't really hear God's voice, do we? 
So the question is, how does he speak to us? Because if prayer is not just a one-sided conversation, I think it's a two-sided one, us to God and God to us. How does it work? So glad that you asked. Turn to John chapter 10, verse 2. This is where we're going to start tonight. On our first part of our text, I'm going to jump around in some of the text here in John 10 uh, because we, we um, don't have a whole lot of time tonight. But I want you to stand in honor of God's word as we read this text together. And there's going to be three parts. We're going to, I'll let you know, uh, and we're just going to read through all, all these, these parts. It's only maybe seven ver, ver, verses. It says this in John chapter 10, verse 2. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper o- o- opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of, a stra- of, a stra- of strangers. Verse 14, go down just a few ver- verses. Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the, the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. He's talking about the sheep. There's Jews that have put their faith in Jesus Christ, but there's Gentiles as well that have put, they're non-Jews that have put their faith in Jesus Christ. That's who he's bringing into the fold, into the family. That's what he's talking about there. And he says, and I have other sheep not of this fold, and I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 27, jump down a little bit more. It says this, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Let's pray one more time tonight, or more. Dear God, we thank you just for your word. And Lord, we just ask as, as we talk about um, the fact that you know us, Lord. Lord, help us to understand what it means to know your voice and to follow you. Uh, give us courage to follow even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat. The Bible often, if you've, heard, if you've heard me teach before, you've heard me say this before, the Bible often refers to you and to me as sheep. Now, I don't know about you. Anybody here have a pet sheep at home? Like when I come home from school, he comes running with his little legs. He's all fluffy and furry, and I hug him because he's soft. And... Well, sheep, they're just not real bright. Some people would, would say, ah, oh, no, sheep are really smart. They're just not. They need help. They need a, ship, a shepherd to keep them safe at night because have you ever been attacked by a sheep before? Like, like gnawed? Like, I don't think, they probably only have gums. I don't think they have, they do have teeth. But still, sheep don't, don't attack. They're not, they can't defend themselves. Sheep have this wool. You know what occurs to a sheep if no one is there to shear it, to, to shave the wool, the, the hair off the sheep from time to time? You know what occurs to that sheep? It becomes nasty sheep. I mean, everything gets in that wool. It's, it's gross, just dirt and, 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 and spurs and, and all sorts of things. And it's, it's just gross. That's what a sheep is. And the Bible always refers to you and me as sheep. Let that sink in for a second. You're like, but Pastor Dan, I'm all that in a bag of chips. I know you're not. Because um, we're not. God, but because of God, because of his grace, is, is why there's anything good about you or me. It's not about us at all. Um, 
So he talks about being the good shepherd. And what I love about this text is this. He says that the sheep hear, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Just the question for tonight is, do you know Jesus' voice? When this world is yelling things at you, whether it's through your friends at school, your classroom, through YouTube, through your screen, through whatever, do you hear the voice of of Jesus? Do you even know what it's supposed to sound like? Do you know what he means when he's reaching out to you? You know, can I tell you this? God speaks primarily to us in today through his word. That's why you hear over and over we say this, hey, get into the word. You've got to get into the word. Hey, you know what we teach in the edge? That's a great start, but that will not feed you. That will not sustain you week in and week out. We're about to be in first Corinthians soon where it talks about you're like a newborn baby and you're still drinking milk and you need to start to to eat meat and you need to start, start to grow strong, but because you're not strong, all you have now is milk. And there's a lot in this room, and I'm not talking about just, just to point you out, but all you're getting is milk if all you depend on is, well, what pa- Pastor Dan or Pastor Mike does each week. That's going to be enough for me. It's not going to be enough for you. You're not going to know G- Jesus' voice if that's all you're doing is getting it on Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Psalm 119 says this, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what this this is for us. This is God speaking to us, a lamp to our feet. So when we're walking and it's dark and we can't see anything, we have the word which gives us just enough light to see where our next step is going to be. We can't see what's down, down the road. We can't see far to our right or to our left. It gives us a glow that we can see right in front of us and we've got to take the next step. Okay, God, that's called faith. Do we understand that? called faith, but we've got to know what the Word of God says for it to be a lamp unto our feet. If we don't study it, if we don't get in it, we will never know. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word, this is active. This thing, you're like, but they're just old words. Can I tell you, this is, this is God-inspired. God spoke into men to write this text for the truths of God to come out. And what I love about the Bible, it's raw. Like if, if we were to write something that we're like, this is a holy book. Everybody we, we, we read about in this book would do good and do right and do no wrong. They would make no mistakes and they would look so good. And everybody that God has used in this book, they're a train wreck. Paul train wreck. Noah, train wreck. Moses, train wreck. Tom, 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 Thomas, poor, poor guy, just because he, he had some doubt, he's now called Doubting Thomas for the rest of eternity. Train wreck. So what I love about it is that the truth is there. Romans 10, 17 says this, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. We're not going to know Jesus' voice unless we're in his word. And can I, can I tell you this? There's actually a step before that. You see, um, the Bible, and we, you've heard this for, for, for all, we've all sinned, we all sin, and we come short of the glory of God. And the wages, what we earn from sin is death. But there's a gift of God that is eternal life through 
Jesus Christ. And that, that gift of God is only through Jesus Christ. What does that, that mean? That means we turn from our sin and we turn to Christ because he died as a sacrifice on the cross for you and for me so that our sins can be forgiven. There's no other way to God. This world is going to tell you for the rest of your life, oh, there's a lot of ways to God. Oh, just there's a lot of good people and a lot of ways. To, there's one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So how do I put my faith? It's you turn from your sin and you turn to Christ. For all who call upon the name of the Lord will, will be saved, right? All who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. You know that story I shared in the beginning, right? Um, where you would do anything to communicate with the person that you love. And even if you've got to learn sign language and you've got to take the time to study it and it's going to be hard and you've got to work at it and it's going to, it, it, it's going to take time. Do we want to hear God speak to us? Do we understand how much God loves us? That in spite of us being in a rebellion against us, he fought for you. He pursued you. You, you might go... Pastor, you don't know what I have done. God can't forgive me. I don't need to know what you've done. I know what God did, and that's enough. That is enough. He pursues us. See, I want to be. A, I want God to speak to me. But for me to do that, for you to do that, this is what you've got to do. You've got to become a student of the Word of God. You've got to pick this thing up, and you've got to fight to learn it, fight to understand it. If you don't, ask for help. Ask your parents, ask a youth leader, ask a pastor, ask someone for help because God is wanting to speak to you because he wants you to know his voice. Because when this world is loud, it's hard, hard to hear him. There's a writer by the name of Max Lucado who writes a lot of books. I don't necessarily agree with the, the, all the theology that he has, but he has a story that really fits this. And so some of you may have heard the story. The story is called The Song of the King. You see, it goes like this. I'll try to tell it the best way I can. There's a, um, there's a princess, and th three knights are, are, are fighting to win her hand, so the king gives a, a, a challenge. See, the princess cat castle is here, and the king's cat, 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 castle is here. Stay away from that word. And... Um, there's a dark forest in between the two. So there's three knights that, that want to win her hand. And so one of them is, is a strong knight, one of them is a very swift and fast knight, and one of them is a wise knight. So they go to the prince, they're with the prince, and the prince says, okay, the one who can get to the king's castle first will win her hand, but you've got to go through these woods. And the knights are going, ooh, no one really goes through those woods alone and survives it. How are we to do that? And, they, they, and, and so the prince said, you, you can have one companion go with you. And so the, the prince says this, but this is a trick. Three times a day, the king will play this flute and play this song. And there's only two flutes like this in the kingdom. I have one of them, and the king has, has one of them. And when the king plays his flute, you, that's, that's when you know that's the way you go to get to the castle. Do we understand so far? Trying to, it's a lot to lay out. So the three knights pick a partner to go with them. They go into the woods. They get into the woods. 
And for three days, no one is seen or heard from. On the end of the third day, two figures come stumbling out of the woods at the king's castle. The guards bring them up and they go, hey, don't show anybody who it is until it's time for the banquet tonight. We will let the, let the kingdom know who is one and who will marry the princess. So they, they, they get to that night and uh, many are expecting the strong knight to make it uh, and, the, and the swift knight to make it, but the one that made it was the wise knight. And so they said, man, how did you make it? Why did it take you so long? And this is what the, the knight said. He said, when we went into the woods, we were waiting to hear the king's song. And when the king would start to play, the hope knots, who were the evil beings in the woods, the hope knots, you like that name? would play flutes all at the same time. And so when we tried to hear the king's flute, we would hear everybody else's flute, and we didn't know what to do. So I saw the strong knight go one way and the swift knight go a different way. And he said, well, why did you make it? And he says, well, my companion was the prince. You see, when we went into the forest, all I had him do was play his flute because I knew the king had the identical flute that he did and would play the same song. And so when the king's flute played and all the rest of them played, I knew what melody to go towards. Does that make sense? Do we understand how important? Look at John 10 again. If you're there, turn. It says when he... The sheep hears his voice in verse 3. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. I want you to be a youth group of prayer. But I don't think you can be a complete youth group that prays a person that prays unless you also know his voice. And then when this world gets loud, you know which one to follow. You Because there's a lot of them that sound pretty good. It sounds close. Man, that doesn't sound that bad. But does it, does it stand up to Scripture? Do we want to know His voice? we got to know His Word. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank You for Your Word. Chance to talk about something that's just important to You. Lord, help us to know Your voice. Help us to follow You wherever You lead. Help us to be a people of prayer and a people of your word. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's one more exercise we're going to do. Michelle, I'm going to need your help and maybe some other college or adults real quick. I need everybody real quickly to get a note card. And um, I'm going to explain it. Joe, stand up and help pass those out. Perfect, perfect. Hey, Scott, can you pass these out towards the back? It doesn't have to be exact, just give them clumps. They should spread out pretty, pretty well. Do we... I thought I had like 500 note cards. That's what it said on the package. Hey, Shell, buy the prayer box and bring the prayer box. There's more note cards. Bring the prayer box and the note cards. We've got more coming. This is what I, I want you to do.
Because this, is, this, is, this, this message is very much about prayer. Thanks, Dave. As we wrap up, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Um, I want you to take a couple of, of, of minutes, just, just a, a couple, to um, search inside and go, man, is there any, anything I want prayer for? Uh, now, and, and this is what I, I, I if it's, it's, you're cool with it, I encourage you, if, if you want to, write your name on, on that card. If it's personal, personal, don't. But if it's man, just pray for me and just to get in the word more and to be a more student of your word. Pray for me that I'll be bold in my school or even bold in my home. Uh, pray for me that I will, I will be a person that's serious about my faith. Pray for me that I will understand what it means to have faith in Jesus because I'm trying to figure it out. Write whatever prayer, prayer requests. It's going to come to me first. And if it's, it's not too personal, personal, uh, I'm going to put it in the prayer box for a prayer team to begin to pray through as well. So that's why you can put your name on it or not. That's up to you. I mean, just think of a prayer. We all can use prayer. could be a friend, man. I'm trying to share my faith with so-and-so, just praying that I'll be bold and they'll, they'll be open to hear. Sometimes we, we, we don't take the time to think. So just take a minute or two. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, just um, I'm going to pray one more time, and then if if you are done, man, please turn in the card because I really want to be able to pray for you. Uh, it's a privilege to get to pray for you, and however small or big it is, everyone's important. Every prayer that you put down prayer request is important, so don't miss that. Michelle's going to be in the back of the room. That's my wife. She's got that box right there, and all you got to do is walk, walk by here, put, put your card in the box, and um, David, can you gr- grab the pencils? There's some boxes for them, so if you want to give that to, to, to David as you go out too. Um, sorry, David, didn't mean to put you to work. So I'm going to pray, and then as you want to, you can just, if you can all go off that way, I think Awana sounds like they're done out there. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Dear God, we thank you for tonight and uh, just a chance to talk about prayer and uh, pray for seat at the pole this next week. Lord, help us to not only be a light then, but even be a light now, uh, wherever we live and the, the neighborhoods that we live in and the homes that we live in, uh, schools that we go, we go to, uh, where we work. Lord, help us to be a light for you. And Lord, help us to know your voice. God, I just want to know your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You can stand up. We're dismissed. You can turn your cards in in that box back there.